Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. today. That's right. We are looking live over GCI Golf Club of Indiana, where we have our 13th annual Tom Dockich, sponsored by Horseshoe Indianapolis, presented by Jemco Golf Outing. My it's a memorial golf outing, even though my father's only been passed away for eight years. We just added the previous five on and said to hell with it. Let's go. Hey, welcome and thanks to my guy, Ryan who set this entire deal up. I'm on one today, and I'm on one for a variety of reasons. Let's start with Bob Huggins. Look, here's the deal. I told you this, I told you this, and I told you this. I was the only media guy that had the nuts to tell you that Bob Huggins was working behind the scenes along with his family, along with a couple of boosters to try to get his job back. The initial plan, I was told, was, all right, hey, look, we are going to try to go to rehab, let the interim coach coach a year, and come back as the white knight saving the career. Well, that didn't go as planned. I'm being told that, well, Huggy and them got blanked off for a variety of reasons. One of those reasons is they didn't think the plan was going to work. They didn't think that West Virginia was going to be all in on this. So guess what? A new plan developed. And you know what that new plan is? That new plan is, oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we never resigned. That letter you saw from us about retiring, that didn't mean anything. He went full Costanza. He did. You can tweet. Yeah, there you go. Last month, West Virginia announced the resignation of head coach Bob Huggins following the DUI. Huggins' attorney says he never resigned. He's demanding reinstatement, threatening to sue, and claiming West Virginia accepted a resignation from a text from his wife. West Virginia, you can just roll the next one, too, is just laughing at him. West Virginia released a statement, said, yeah, right, go away. Uh, sorry this all happened, but we're not even messing around. We're not even messing around with this. Sue us, do whatever you want. See, this is what you get when you get that emboldened coach, that coach that is there. Pat Forty actually wrote a really good article on it. He did. He wrote a terrific article about this, meaning, look, you got Huggins, and now I'm going to get into the next one in a minute. You got Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. You get that emboldened coach, right? And when that happens, it is hard to get rid of them because they're like squatters. They are. The family's emboldened. The kids are emboldened. Everybody has to have a piece of this pie. I saw it with the Knights. I did. I saw it with Bob Knight. And I saw it with his family. They didn't care whether or not Bob Knight was good, bad, happy, or sad. They didn't care. They just wanted him to be the coach because everybody was getting fat off of him. So now Huggins wants back. This is a problem for Gordon Gee because Huggins is a favorite son. There are boosters there in an era of NIL, and West Virginia has done really well uh, with the NIL funding. They've done great work with it. Thus, they 
pretty good in the transfer portal, although three of their own have left and the roster's been a little bit decimated. But you can't give in on this. There's no chance in hell. And all this does is make Bob Huggins look like what Bob Huggins is. Look, I've told you this before. One guy that I ever let hang with me, Greg Doyle, bad, bad guy. And I distanced myself from him. But we all saw a year ago how that all came back to fruition. You don't associate with rotten people. Because no matter what, it's always going to come out. And in Huggins's case, here's what you know. Here's what you know. This is the surface. What has been going on for 20 years at West Virginia with Huggins? I guarantee you, I know it's a ton. Yes, he's raised money. Yes, he's done good things. That's great. You're supposed to. But a DUI and homophobic slurs, the dude's lucky he didn't lose his job in the first place. Hey, look, if he didn't resign, good. Fire his ass. I don't care. But he will not be coaching at West Virginia. There is no chance West Virginia gives in on this. And frankly, they simply just discarded him. And now Huggins looks like an idiot. I'll tell you who's got a problem. Pat Fitzgerald has a problem. I like Pat Fitzgerald. Everybody likes Pat Fitzgerald. I'll tell you who else has a problem. Players at Northwestern. Now, people are on me early today. They're on me. They're on me big time because I am all over the players. Here's what happened. I'll never understand players and nudity. Hey, look, I understand you're in the shower. Okay, that's the nudity. But I'll never understand doing something somehow, some way with naked bodies of men in a locker room being forced to touch each other. We had it here in Carmel High School. Years ago, a real notable play, a real notable IU player's son was involved in this. And next thing you know, the coach lost his job. But I've never understood this. I remember going back in high school, a rival school. They were taking sticks or whatever and sodomizing. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, why? Look, the only hazing that was ever done in my 20-plus years of coaching and I don't even know if this is hazy. Maybe it would be considered now. His freshmen had to help the managers with the bags. The managers had all these bags. They had film bags. They had ball bags. They had all these bags, all these equipment bags. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, that's it. I never understood it, will never understood it, and I'm so glad that when I went to Indiana, it was not a part of the basketball program. It was part of other programs of friends of mine that went to play. I remember a couple buddies of mine coming back after being there in the summer at different schools, going, man, we got idiots as seniors. These guys, but it was never naked stuff. It was never naked stuff. Like, I'll never understand the naked stuff. I'll never understand the mentality that leads a dude to think it's okay to do whatever. I don't even know. You tell me. I'll never understand. So people are on me, right? No, people are all over me. People are mad at me. But now what Northwestern is doing is the Bob Knight strategy. And look, I don't blame you. The Bob Knight strategy was always this. Get the former players, get the current players to rally around the coach. Talk about how much you've learned from him. Talk about what a great guy he is. And you've seen this all across the Internet, all across Twitter over the last couple of days. And that's great. Pat Fitzgerald, by every account, is a great dude. Nobody's saying he's not. But why did he allow this? Why was this a part of it? You know, why? Why was there anything even remotely sexual in nature a part of the program? T 
tell me and I'll listen. So what happens is, what happens was, was now the president of the university came out and said, all right, two weeks. It was a Friday news dump. We're going to give him a two-week suspension. It's during a dead period, by the way, when he's being suspended without pay. Now, that's significant, right? I mean, a dude makes millions, and it's going to be a uh, you know, decent-sized fine, but it's not going to impact him. Then the president said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Hold the phone here. I didn't take into account the fact that he should have known. And that's a big account. There's the entire football team. Of course, the entire football team sent a letter. Oh, great. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's great. Yes, he's a great man. Yes, blah, 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 blah. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. Why'd you have hazing? And to you players, why'd you haze? Yeah, I'm reading all these, all these glowing comments about how Fitzpatrick helped me and I'm using what I learned as a father now. And that's all true, I guarantee you. But why did you players haze? What made you think it was okay to do that? And frankly, I'll blame Fitzpatrick like everybody else. Hey, look, you're overseeing the program. You're Lord God King Northwestern. We all understand that, right? But the fact of the matter is the players did the actual hazing. What did you get out of that? That's my problem. Like, all these guys are on Twitter going, oh, man, Coach Fitz is the greatest. I love the man. Why'd you haze? And if you really look at it, not one of these guys, zero of these guys, is saying hazing never occurred. And there was an independent group hired by Northwestern that found that hazing did occur. Now, look, if you're going to tell me hazing was making freshmen wear ties or freshmen wear jacket and tie on campus on game day or get the bags. All right, fine. I mean, who gives a rats? But the hazing went beyond that. The hazing went to the point of, and this is the stuff that I, who knows what's really true, right? Sexual assault is what they're claiming. Okay. I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know, in Indiana, there was a player from Indianapolis named Roby who drugged or flunked or something out of Tennessee. Comes back to IU. Same thing. He was a big-time recruit. Uh, he was a pain. They got rid of him. And he's the guy that started alleging that Kevin Wilson back in the day was too mean, too hurtful. ESPN picked it up, and Wilson got fired. So I honestly don't know because there are reports that a player had an extensive grudge against Fitzpatrick and, and he had, ladies and gentlemen, an agenda, an extensive agenda to get this thing and get him out of here. I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I have no idea. Running up players, car washes, penis, I, I, I just, I can't help you. Naked slingshot, naked bear crawls. I've never understood the naked thing. I, I don't. Like, I, I will never in my life understand it, but they did it. They're not denying that they did it. And yet all anybody wants to say is Fitzpatrick's a great guy or Fitz, whatever the hell his name is. I don't even care. I honestly don't. Guys are blanking me off. You know, to me, if you're going to be a leader... You know that this stuff is happening, and I better not see it in my world. I just better not. And if I do, 
you're done. And if I do uh, more than one, uh, it, no, not ever. It can't be in your culture. I brag about this, and I'm going to brag now. When it was going on, when stuff was going on in college, a, a doctor named Nick Pappas was talking about two different teams. He wrote a book about deviant sports behavior within college athletics. Calls me up. Says, hey, Dan, I want to interview your players. I go, you interview my players. He calls me later. You know what he says? I never see anything like it. I never see anything like it. You've got the greatest culture that I've ever seen. I call him Fitzpatrick. It's Fitzgerald, my bad. I don't even care. I, I, I can't believe it. So I leave, and Louis Orr comes into Bowling Green, and he's like, this is a perfect setup. Everybody's on time for every class. Everybody go, Everybody's a little bit scared. Nothing wrong with that. Fitzgerald, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Fitzgerald is going to be fired at some point. There's no question about it. There's no way around it. And that's sad because I'm sure he's a good dude. But you know what? If you didn't know, you should have known. But I wonder about all these players. Players get such, they skate in today. Well, they're just kids. No, they're not. No, they're not. Stop with they're just kids. What is it? I'm a grown man. Man, I'm a grown man. Oh, okay. Or is it, I don't know, uh, you're a kid. I, I don't know. It's a grown man when you want something, when you want to be paid like a freaking you know, employee, but I'm a kid when you got to an answer for being a sexual deviant. No, it's true. No, it's really true. So people are saying what Patino did was worse, this is worse, I, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, the sex thing, if I'm a former player at Northwestern, I'm not too proud to have been associated with that program because once people get to where I already am, which is, yeah, okay, the coach is in real trouble, but what are you players doing? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are we having naked walkthroughs or crawls? What are we, why? What is that about? I just want you to think about that for a second. Like, all right, uh, we're having a naked crawl today. Some guy's going to crawl naked and you're going to smack him or you're going to dry hump him. Jeez, I got to tell you, I must be, I've always said, I'm from a different universe. I am. Because that stuff does not even sound human to me. And that could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure I am. I, I, I don't doubt that I am. Uh, but I got to tell you, holy cow. Uh, the homeless in Seattle are not happy. The homeless in Seattle are saying, we're going to F up the All-Star game being played in Seattle. Okay. All right. But before I get to that, Dylan, before I get to that, Dana White. Oh, right, let's stay with that. That's fine. Let's stay with that. So the homeless in Seattle are saying, hey, look, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to F up the All-Star game because, well, I'll tell you why, for real. People are paying attention to us. People are pay paying attention to us as homeless folks. And when you pay attention to homeless folks, like, like the whole LGBTQR-whatever community who wanted, hey, we just want respect. We just want to be able to get married. All right, how's that working out? Now we want to come after your kids. It's never just one thing. So you got this crew here 
that is being paid attention to. And, oh, man, look, hey, you're paying attention to us? Well, we're going to cause trouble. Well, why? I mean, okay. I mean, that's what you're going to do? But why? Well, because we, we have some power. Anytime you give certain folks power, you know what you're asking for? You're asking for trouble. So you gave these guys power. Okay? All right? Well, now you got to live with it. Because they're emboldened in Seattle. They're not effing up anything. They're not going to F up a damn thing. They can act like they are. They can say they are. But they ain't effing up nothing. There ain't nothing going to happen with the Seattle homeless group and their little threats. F baseball. F this mayor. F this city. Let's F up their day. July 11th, the All-Star game. Okay. They've been pushing us around for months, hoping to clear us out of sight for the MLB All-Star game on July 11th. Let's make sure all their work was for nothing. That means the homeless are going to sit out there. Good for them. Who gives a rat seriously? I mean, I don't know. know, I'm very, very sensitive to the homeless. I always feel that I'm one stupid comment away. I've always felt that my whole life. But yeah, you know what? Take your best shot. Take your best shot. I don't know. Take your best shot. Speaking of taking your best shot. Now, there is no bigger Weasley group than the print media. I've told you this. But Dana White was not having any of it, ladies and gentlemen. Dana White wasn't messing around. Dana White, when asked about racism in a fight among two African-American fighters, Dana White had this to say. Let's listen to Dana White. The tension between those two and kind of the racial undertones and all those things. How do you? What were the racial undertones? Drinka uh, says he's the real African fighter, and so you know Israel dropped some N words yeah. in there tonight. So what was the racial? Who did? Who dropped the, the racial? Is Israel it? was saying over and over, yeah. He's, he's black. Fifty N bombs. Okay, there. he's black. He... Who gives? I was gonna say. So you don't oh. have any concern about the way the build up, the tension between those two? I could care less. This is the fight business. Israel Asan, you can say whatever you want to say. Who gives a Why are, are people about that? Some people. Oh, of course yeah. they are. Oh, fing A. All right, got it. Yeah. Too fing bad. All right. Yeah. Let, last. Yeah, just some Weasley media guy. Oh, well, you know, the racial undertones. Now, this is the answer that everybody should give if it's silly. If it's silly, um, then you got to just say, you know what? F that. Who cares? People talk. It's a fight business. Hey, look, it's a baseball business. Hey, look, it's a football business. Hey, look, I, I, yeah, tough. Uh, Derickus is black. All right, he's white. Okay, great. Who cares? I don't care. You don't care. You really, the reporter doesn't care. I mean, let's be honest, that reporter's trying to get Dana White to say something. Now, you can dislike Dana White. You can be mad at Dana White. You can say, well, Dana White slapped his wife. Sure you can. But you know what Dana White didn't do when he slapped his wife? Neither he nor his wife apologized and moved on. Yeah, we we screwed up, and then they moved on. I'm telling you, that's what you do. That's what you do. You do that. You do not worry about crap from some little Weasley reporter trying to get you. I gotcha. Trying to get you something good. Trying to get you. He's trying to get us. Yeah, great. Oh, okay, great. Hey, who gives up? 
He just destroyed this little guy, and I am here for it. Dan, it is, it is, I couldn't care less, but it is so common, it's unacceptable to say, I could care less. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I don't give a rat's ass either way, Keith. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're worried about that, uh, one was black, the other was white, good. Everybody fight. It's a fight game. You're right, my bad. Yeah, I don't care. And I never cared. I saw this yesterday, and I'm like, good for Dana White. Every single buddy should react this way. People say things. Uh, that word is dropped. When I was coaching, I had a rule. Look, I don't want to hear the N-word in the locker room, and I don't want to hear I hate white people music. Uh, that's what I got. Uh, you can say that's awful. I don't care how loud you play. I don't give a damn as long as everybody's happy. But I don't want to hear the N-word, and I don't want to hear I hate white people. <laughs> you know, because NWA, I think, was coming up. I don't even know. But I just don't want to hear it. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, great. That's terrible. Don't, did not want to hear it. So there you go. Now, everybody else, maybe they don't feel that way. Maybe it's, hey, look, we got to let the players do what the players do. I'm down with all of that. But that's the way my show was going to be ran, period. Period. This is the best story, and I got to get to this. You know, on the 4th of July, Ben & Jerry's, a company that's no longer owned by Ben & Jerry, by a British company now, made that idiotic tweet about the United States is on stolen property, stolen from indigenous people. We demand you give their land back. This is too good. A Native American tribe that owned land where Ben & Jerry's headquarters happens to be is uh, they want their land return. They want their land returned, ladies and gentlemen, after the company publicly called for stolen lands to be returned. I don't think, and Dylan and Ryan and uh, Nick put this on the list. I think they're absolutely right. Uh, I don't think Ben and Jerry's figured this one out. I don't think Ben and Jerry's had a real handle on this. Like, if you're going to go be sanctimonious, then you know what you got to do? You got to have your house in order. If you're Ben and Jerry and you're crying about indigenous land, now I will tell you, if you subscribe to the all, uh, what's the right word? All publicity is good publicity. And Ben and Jerry's has come out of my mouth and the mouth of others often since the 4th of July, and maybe everything else was slipping okay, but they've lost over $2 billion themselves in a Bud Light-type boycott. Conservatives, you're kicking ass. You seriously are kicking the living you-know-what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Conservatives are saying enough. Megan Rapinoe, ladies and gentlemen, she's retiring. She's retiring to become... A political activist is what the word on the street is. So good for Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino's smart. I'll tell you why she's smart. She's made an industry of being horrible, but she dates a woman or married or whatever the hell they are with Sue Bird, who people kind of like. Smart of Megan Rapino to retire now. Men pretending to be women will soon take over women's soccer, and Rapino will cheer them on as they do, because the man won't threaten her job. It's exactly right. And if you don't think that's right, you're insane. 
That's exactly right. They won't threaten her job. She's done. Isn't that what Riley Gaines said? She's done. Let all the men come on in, baby. Let all the men come in and take their jobs and take their sport over and kick women out. But hey, I got blue hair and cool shades. And the ESPYs are being stupid enough to go ahead, and you all know this, they're going ahead and honoring these women as opposed to Peyton Hillis, who, oh, I don't know, saved two people. A courage award to these ladies. All right. Okay. All right. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do, ESPN. I get it. That's fine. But let's be perfectly honest. These women aren't brave. These women are a pain in the ass that would get beat and did get beat by like a 12-year-old boys team. I mean, that's just the way it is. And they want equal everything. And yeah, they had a nice run. Good for them. They had a good run. But it showed you that American women are ahead of everybody else in the world. But now we're going to have men playing and you women are going to be out and you're going to get pissed at some point. Uh, Don't tell me you're not because you are. If you missed the beginning of the show, Huggy Bear wants his job back. We're going to talk to our friend Jonathan Hutton from uh, Hot Mike coming up here in a few minutes. But Huggy Bear wants his job back. Huggy Bear is doing a George Costanza. He is saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't resign. I wonder if Huggy Bear is showing up in the Coliseum, which is where they play. I wonder if he's showing up and saying, hey, guys, how you doing? What's going on? Huggy, what are you doing here? Uh, I didn't resign. I didn't resign. They didn't fire me. What are you talking about? This is going to get sexy. This is really going to get sexy. And then, of course, you know what you got to do if you're really interested in this Matt Pat Fitzpatrick, Fitzgerald, whoever the hell he is, coach. Look, he's a blockhead football guy. Allowing blockhead football guy stuff in his program. So blockhead football guy allowing blockhead football stuff in his program. It's no surprise that at some point, because players do get disgruntled, even if you treat them great. But at some point, blockhead football guy allowing blockhead football stuff, it's going to get out in public, and now you're going to have to answer for it. You got a president that just got there from Oregon. He put a statement out saying, yeah, we're suspending him two weeks uh, without pay on a Friday news dump. The newspaper, the Daily Northwestern or whatever the hell it's called, did a little digging. Next thing you know, got a couple former players to send him screenshots of the actual, hey, look, this, this guy, this guy, this guy are up for the naked stuff. And next thing you know, ladies and gentlemen, you got a coach that's embattled, and he is the face without question of Northwestern University, right or wrong. The further interesting stuff is this. The further interesting stuff is, you know, Northwestern is like the bastion of woke media. Our friend Mike Greenberg and Wilbon and Adonde, and of course, Brennan, Christine Brennan, and all these women, media people. Any of them come out against Northwestern? I haven't seen because I guarantee you they haven't. Or if they have, I saw Darren Ravel say, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, fine. I've seen players come. Why are you hazing? I mean, I'll look. I'll listen. I want to know. Why haze? Well, it's team body naked. I got to tell you, man. 
if when I was playing in Indiana and the first week of practice, Randy Whitman and Kitchell and those guys did some naked stuff, my ass would have been out of there in a hurry. I'd have been I don't even care if I had to go to Wabash where, you know, it's all guys. Didn't matter to me. I ain't doing the naked stuff. Apparently, Northwestern is. And all of these tweets, and you can look them up for themselves, and this really has me irritated. All of these tweets from all of these players, the whole team, blah, 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 blah. Talking about what a great man fits is. None of them are saying that it didn't happen. They can't because an independent council or independent group came in and said, yes, we have hazing here, so we are going to cost the coach, dock the coach, two weeks pay, 14 days pay. All right? That's what you do. That's what you do. So you can't deny it. So why were you doing it, players? If the coach is this great guy, I mean, he is the greatest guy. Why were you doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Last thing before I go. How about, let me ask you a question. So the other day, the other day, I'm in a bit of a mood. Let's put it that way. And I'm tired of the Colts. And I'm tired of ex-Colts players. Like, I love the Colts. I want the Colts to win. You know what I mean? I do. I want the Colts to win. But I'm looking at Twitter. And there's a Colts player, Reggie Wayne. So Reggie Wayne is on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, you're on Twitter. I've said this about players. Players aren't human beings until they have been out of the game for five years. Players still think you care about them. They don't care about a former player. Who cares who's next? It's like dating when you're divorced. Reggie Wayne comes out with, hey, guys. Hey, guys, where are you? Are you going to different websites? Oh, I, I don't know. Are you guys making the switch over from Twitter? Let me ask you, Colts fans, all the little fat kids, the effeminate male blogger boys, uh, and others are all over me. Well, you can't say that to Reggie Wayne. Oh, okay. Uh, do you hear the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Rams, coaches saying anything like that? Do you hear Duke, coaches saying, and they got to recruit. Do you hear, I don't know, name a baseball coach, Aaron Boone, worried about that? Do you hear anybody that's had any success as a coach worry about that? Now, you got to understand, Reggie Wayne is one of them dudes that's coach, coach. And he admitted, yeah, about halfway through the season, I started thinking about warm weather, palm trees, and Miami beaches. Really? Did you know that Reggie Wayne is responsible, along with others, for the wide receivers? Did you know that five different individual players, three wide receivers and two tight ends, had more touchdowns than the entire Colts wide receiver room, and you people are mad at me? You people don't understand, and I've tried to educate you. I thought I educated Indy better. And Reggie Wayne is like, are you talking to me? Of course I'm talking to you. Walk like a man. No wonder Peyton Manning, arguably, you can make the case, he had 55 NFL records, arguably the greatest football player ever, only went to two Super Bowls in 14 years, and he went to two and four with Denver. Maybe Peyton Manning played with children here in Indianapolis. Jeez, it's amazing to me. Well, Reggie Wayne's a hero. Yeah, okay, pull this, it plays jingle bells. And then yesterday, odd tweet. I just drove 12 and a half hours and didn't listen to one song during the drive. You think you can do that? I don't know, Reggie. Jeez, I don't know. Golly gee.
Just work to be a better coach. When you go one in a million, when your group stinks, just work to be a better coach. We're going to be bad, gritty. I did this for you, baby. I did this for you. We got Jonathan Hutton coming up, the most handsome man in media, not named Dockage. Look at this beautiful day. We're at the Tom Dockage Memorial Golf Outing where we're raising a bunch of money today for kids, for bikes. I love it. We'll be back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. minding my own business and my good friend Jeff Rubenstein here at the Golf Club of Indiana, which is over my shoulder. Courtesy of my friend and our boss, Aaron Spielberg. Private selection, Golf Club of Indiana, cast strength, all this kind of stuff. Hey, journeyman, last feather, this, this is awesome. How about that? Look, here's what happens at my outing. Uh, and Jonathan, you'll appreciate this. I stand on the 17th hole. We got burgers cooking. We got booze flowing. Yeah. And next thing you know, I hit a million balls at this par three, and everybody gets a birdie because I'm going to knock one close. And by the end of the day, I don't drive home. Let's put it that way. Well, you better get started. You better get started. There's something wrong with that bottle, and it's, it's not open. That, that's the issue. There's a lot of uh, bottles in this building, too, here at Sixth and Peabody that uh, need to be cracked open. What's do you up? Like hey, rye? should I, should I like put my sunglasses whiskey? on for this just to match you? Yes, let's be cool. I mean, let's be cool. I'll take them yes. off in a moment. Just, yes. you know, but there you go. Man, it's all for you. You just Dan. made one woman here. You made my friend Jenny, Jennifer Land. Oh, I'm not supposed to say your last name because <laughs> there's too many creeps out there. Uh, you just made her Alias. day because this is too this is too much sexy right here. Hey, I know you saw this. Hey, Huggy Bear's going Costanza. Man, I didn't quit. What are you talking what, about? What about uh, what about this guy, Dan? No, first off, you were on with us the day that he was fired, and well, the day he wasn't fired, I should say. Uh, Chad and I automatically thought he was going to, you know, get the axe based on his comments on Cincinnati radio. He didn't, and you said from the jump they're not going to fire him. Uh, it, my recollection is the the story that came out where he resigned. Correct me if I'm wrong was it was one of those deals where resign or be fired. So I don't know where uh, West Virginia comes uh, across as, you know, the, the beta in this, but Huggins has been playing them for the last year or so. Uh, at least that's my read on it. And I'm, I'm looking at this thinking, like, uh, how does he want to play the victim card when he's had the second chance already? And this has happened at a previous stop while at Cincinnati. Uh, now he's saying that his wife is the one that resigned. Uh, West Virginia saying that it wasn't a text message, it was an email. I mean, just show us the email and be done with it and be done with Bob Huggins. Yeah, I said this on this show. I got a lot of friends still in coaching, and they told me, Dan, no coach is touching this job. They tried to get John Beeline to come, and John, and I'll tell you exactly why. And, and we said this at the time, Jonathan. Um, 
the family is working behind the scenes. The original plan was for Huggins to go on a 60-day, it was, you know, rehab, come right. back next year, and in their mind, he has some boosters that are involved in this as well, in their mind, 60-day rehab, let this year happen, come back next year, and sit in the seat all cleansed. West Virginia said, what are you, nuts? That's when you saw the daughter. That's when you saw all that crap coming back. So that's why nobody would touch this job, and it's a good job. Yeah, a, a, a very good one. And you're insulated there, right? I mean, that, that would be the reason why you would want to take the job. Uh, it, there's a positive and negative to that. But you can win and, and win at a level that's acceptable for the university. And also, you run your program. Seems like a very hands-off approach from the university and everyone above Huggins. Now, you've got to be a Hall of Famer. I think that certainly plays into it. He's back there, too, for a reason at his school. But I, I'm, I'm shaking my head on the, you're nearly three times the legal limit. You thought you were in Columbus when you were in Pittsburgh, and the officer asked you uh, different ways, ten different times, according to the report, where you were and how you thought you got there. And all of a sudden, uh, you want to play the, the card that you didn't resign from the job uh, that literally came shortly thereafter. I, I, I don't buy it. And it's an opportunity at a money grab, and that's the only way I can view it. There's got to be something in there where it's with or without cause or resign or be fired, terminated, however you want to term it. Uh, and the people that are making money off this are the attorneys. And the attorney for West Virginia would certainly know the background for everything Huggins has done or maybe hasn't done behind the scenes that they've tried to either cover up or make excuses for in the past and have a light sentence for a punishment instead of this where, you know, they don't want him back. And I don't blame them. What do you think happens? Speaking of, there's a new president at Northwestern. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald is the guy that is the face, highest paid employee. Yeah. Um, and that's a cluster as well because the president gave him a two-week suspension non-paid on a Friday news dump. And next thing you know, wait a second, I aired here. And the kid news, the Daily Northwestern is continuing to dig and p former players are talking. Let me ask you this. What ends up happening here a month from now? What is happening with Northwestern? Well, what, what happens at Northwestern is they are going to now CYA on their own policies where they're no longer going to uh, camp at an uh, off-campus spot for their, for their preseason practices. They're in all these different policies. They have some independent person in the locker room now, all that, whatever. But I, from Fitzgerald's point, um, I mean, all it takes is one player saying that Fitzgerald knew or one former coach saying Fitzgerald knew, and he's done. And it's, you know, I view Fitzgerald a lot like Huggins in a way at Northwestern, being that you know, he took the job in, what, 2006? He's their guy, and this would be the one way that he could screw all of that up based on the situation that he's in at Northwestern prior to this coming to light. But at 1-11 or whatever their record was a year ago, I mean, uh, whatever was going on behind the scenes wasn't working. And as the coach, uh, regardless of if you knew or you didn't know, you should know based on the relationship you have with your players and what they're talking about. And I'm, I'm surprised that it took this long to, to get out if that, the, the hazing culture was the way it was, especially in this day and age. You think the media's jumped the gun here? I don't know. Well, I don't know because this is this is a story, Dan. We don't hear much about anymore. You know that 
the hazing, for instance, whenever I started in the NFL, the hazing was uh, guys were getting taped up to the uh, goalposts, you know, uh, di doing different things. That does not happen at all anymore. There's no uh, barely uh, there are rookies that barely carry in pads for players now. That that culture has really dissipated, and the fact that it's back to light, I think, is the story. Especially, and it's I mean, fair or unfair if they've jumped the gun. I can't help but hear this story and think of the Big Ten and Penn State and how the conference views this as well. And that's why it's a story. If this, it, and, and I mean, also, it's, it's a very high-paid coach that doesn't produce great results. So I, I also view it through that lens. And, hey, you should have known. Every coach should. There's only a handful of coaches that could get away with saying they didn't know and they're going to cover it up or clean it up. And in this case, it's, it's far too gone with uh, the digging that's going to take place. Here's the other one real quick thing. The fact that the student newspaper in today's media is the one that has to dig this up. There used to, speaking of eras gone by the wayside, uh, the NCAA's never investigated anything. Uh, they've always let the media do it for them. And it was always Yahoo, right? Yahoo Sports would always have these digging reports. And now, the, uh, now it's a student newspaper that's doing it based on a friend that someone has on campus that told this story. Crazy. And, you know, that, that's also unfortunate because it, I think it's a story in, in that light, too, because there's really no one that's doing any work other than reporting on what anyone could blog about or what they're handed from a coach or a university uh, employee. You know what I always said, and this is, goes back to your comment about Yahoo, if Dan Wetzel or Charles Robinson gives you a call, you got a real problem. Yeah, uh, because they, they when they got it going at Yahoo, it, it just what it, it it's just what? they're on it. They you know. know like, don't lie to them. It's like Keith Morrison. You don't want Keith Morrison at Dateline knocking on your front door. There's not good news. He's right. Not, you didn't win Publishers Clearinghouse. You know, uh, someone was killed or you're the suspect. There's one of the two. And uh, I would say the same thing about those two guys, especially Wetzel. You think uh, you, you, you think he gets fired? You think he's done? I, I think it certainly can be the, the case. I don't know. I'm like you. I want to wait and see other uh, details come out of this. Uh, at, at minimum, though, yeah, he's got to be held responsible for not knowing. If, 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 in fact, he didn't know, and I don't think there's a way that he couldn't know what was going on behind the scenes in his locker room uh, with, with hazing and other things. Uh, again, Dan, it, it's, it's not good. And even if it happens just to one player, it's not good. And I, I would view it through Northwestern's got to cut it off while they can based on the, the information that's out there before others come, come forward. And if others come forward, then, yeah, Fitzgerald's done based on what we've seen in the past and what they're going to try to prevent in the future. I heard this, and I, this goes to the Tennessee Titans, and you're the perfect guy to ask. I was reading something yesterday that Will Levis is getting outplayed by Malik Willis, yet Malik Willis is on the chopping block. Is that true? You hearing that? Yeah, and I didn't go to any of the practices for minicamp or OTAs. I, and jumping the gun is where I would say this story really lives. We're not going to know until the preseason. Both of those guys are going to get a ton of reps in the preseason games, the three and in the joint practices, Will Levis is eventually going to outplay Malik Willis uh, because I've seen Malik Willis play, and I've also seen Will Levis play in the hype around both guys. 
there, there were times, even in the preseason last year, where Vrabel took Malik Willis out of a preseason game because he refused to throw the football and wanted to run with it, tuck and run. He got away with that in the NCAA, and he used his, his athletic ability uh, to, to get the most out of his opportunity in the preseason for what he could do. Levis has got to let it rip. And if we're going to – I don't know what this is being judged on. Is this interceptions? Is this incomplete passes? Is this not knowing the offense? All of that's going to play itself out, and I suspect Levis is the backup quarterback to Tannehill week one. Now, you can have the emergency quarterback this year, but you can only do that with a quarterback that's on your active roster. Um, my guess is a lot of teams will carry two to begin the year and then add a third for insurance purposes down the road. At least that would be my mindset going into how I would manipulate the roster. So we'll see if Willis gets the ax or not. But teams can carry three because you can designate one guy as the emergency quarterback. Although in week one, that shouldn't be a problem. I have billed this the official start date of NFL football. I have. I, July 10th, really? we're close enough. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to worry about the summer league. Like, I'm not, I don't care yeah. whether Victor Wedemyama scored 10 or 27. I don't care about any of it. I think it's time just to get serious about football right here is the way I'm looking at it. What well, do you think? Next week, SEC Media Days are in town here in Nashville. Uh, Big 10, Big 12 will be holding theirs as well. Uh, ACC, everyone involved. Pac-12 is going to be interesting, um, and, you know, just based on all the news there and all the teams. I can't wait for it. And the, the crank up, you're right, begins with the, the, the media going to the SEC and hearing uh, the, the, the real guy in charge, Greg Sankey, and what he has to uh, say about NIL, uh, about the transfer portal, and uh, about everything behind the scenes with where we're headed in college football. There, there are two commissioners, one in the SEC, one of the Big Ten, that really control the message and uh, the whole tenor uh, and tune of the mood of everybody that loves college football. That time of the year is, is right now in the month of July. And, I mean, what are we, two and a half weeks away from the first training camp practice? So, yeah, it's, it's upon us for sure. Then it's hurry up and wait. Yeah. You know, I always have to tell myself it's, yeah. it's still September that we're waiting on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a rats about preseason games. I used to. I'd be like, all right, let's see which guy can make a play. I don't care. Um, I, I don't. I, I, you know, you learn, you grow, you learn. All right, brother, what you got on the show today? Coming up on Hot Mike. Uh, Charlie Arnold's going to join us. She, she was at the uh, the Reuben uh, White Party, the all-white party with Brady and uh, oh. Kim K and all that. Yeah, so I, I'm eager to get her take on, you know, the behind-the-scenes aspect of, of that party. Plus, I've been off last week. I haven't seen Chad in, a, in quite a bit, so Withrow and I got to catch up on some of the big storylines. And you better believe we've got uh, some takes on what Dana White said at UFC 290, uh, as well as, uh, of course, Huggins and Fitzgerald. We've got it uh, rocking and rolling here at 6th and Peabody starting at 3 o'clock Eastern. All right, last thing before I let you go. You mentioned Tom Brady. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Yeah. There's something weird or freaky about Tom Brady. He leaves a woman when she's pregnant. He goes to Giselle. However, that gets screwed up. Why would you want to invite crazy into your life by even looking at a Kardashian? I, my, I'd be like this if I was at a Kardashian. I'd just be like this. You know what I mean? What is it, Medusa or whatever? Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Kim, uh, Kim looked at him. Let's, put, let's say that. I think it's all about Tom. All right. No, no, no. It's, it's, this is about Kim wanting to be seen with someone. Uh, again, this is just me reading into it. Uh, 
Tom is willing and able, right? And Kardashian gets her photo and gets her name out there for being famous for doing really nothing. Yeah. This is, uh, Brady is at least famous for doing something as the GOAT. Kim Kardashian, I mean, that was her, her whole claim to fame, was she was famous for doing nothing. And in this case, she's at the front of, front of the line yet again, based on photos of uh, her being at this party and uh, the rumors that are behind the scenes about her and, and Tom Brady. Brady, uh, I mean, I think it's also funny. It's like, oh, uh, Kardashian and, and Brady are together. They're with multiple people right now. Like, I would, I would put the bank on that. Uh, so this is par for the course probably for both. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Hey, great backdrop. Uh, I love the, uh, the charity aspect of what you're doing. And uh, keep Thanks. up the great work, man. You, it looks like Augusta back there. So cheers to you. It and does. open that bottle. Crank it up. Cheers to all of us here at Outkick. We just keep kicking ass, baby. That's what we do. Outkick, hot mic, 3 to 6 Eastern, 2 to 5 Central. That's right. Uh, I got advice for Tom Brady. Tom Brady, don't invite crazy into your home. Like, don't do it. You don't need it. Like, look, I get it. If you're some guy, maybe like me, and you want your show to blow up, you know, go take a picture with Kim Kardashian, kiss her on the cheek, do something. But Tom Brady, you don't need it. Why would you invite crazy into your home? Don't do it. I want a list. I want a list of every single person that has been involved with any one of these Kardashians and how has it gone for them? You know what I mean? I mean, let me know. I'm here. I'm here. If somebody, I'm going to go into YouTube chat. And uh, I think Jennifer Otter Creek and the rest will all agree with me. Van Pasterman, don't invite it. It's like, don't go into a strip joint because you're inviting that to attach you. I've always felt that. Don't let porn get in because it attaches. I told you the story about being in East Stroudsburg with Lee. And Lee, I'm like, I don't know. This place looks like it's got some weird stuff in it. And we looked and she's like, we're not going in there. That's weird sex stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying. Don't, Tom Brady, there's got to be something wrong with Tom Brady. There, there's just got to be. I'm serious. There, there has to be. Because you don't leave uh, that Moynihan woman when she's pregnant to go with Giselle, who you guys think is the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm not so sure. I don't get it. The money makes her prettier. Whatever. And then, what, however that doesn't go, and now you're looking at a Kardashian? I, don't invite it. There you go. Oh, my God, she looks like a Greek god. Can you imagine what that thing looks like without 16 hairdressers, 22 publicists, and whatever? Don't do it. Courtney's my favorite, too. Is that you, Ryan? Who's doing that? That's my favorite, too. And, and Kendall's like a little girl. Like, what are you doing? No, but they're all crazy. Did it work for Tristan Thompson? When last seen, Lamar Odom was like beating it in a cat house in Vegas with fake Viagra. I mean, that Scott Dyson couldn't have been a bigger jerk. I mean, who has it worked out for? Nobody. Tom Brady, you don't need it. Go the Peyton Manning route. Just find a woman you love. Do yourself a bigger favor. I'll tell you what, this is advice I gave to somebody yesterday. Uh, here's the deal. Find a woman that's an athlete. Yeah. 
Yeah. Find a woman that's an athlete and you'll live happily ever after. You've tried stars, you've tried supermodels, now you're going with nuts. Don't date nuts. Look, remember this, guys that watched my show in Indy, uh, when Ricky Fowler was hot and then there was a, I forget who he was dating, but she was some influencer crazy woman. And I said on the show, this is going to end very, very badly for Ricky Fowler. Oh, that's crap. Uh-huh. How'd it go? All of a sudden, what did Ricky Fowler do? He found a human being. He no longer is dating some crazy woman that's trying to get her ass on TV. I was wrong. Oh, man. Oh, man. How many plastic surgeries? Oh, I see two. <laughs> Sometimes I just crack myself up. No, I'm serious. I mean, I, I try to help. And I'm pretty good at this. Like the whole cut your hair when you're not good enough, make yourself serious about your job, work like crazy. That's pretty smart stuff. Uh, Reggie Wayne, get serious about your job. Your wide receiver group stinks and you're out there worrying about, hey guys, I made a 12 hour trip and I didn't read one or I didn't listen to one song. Hey guys, are you gonna switch over from Twitter? Dude, you're a coach, not a player. Dude, I gotta be on Twitter because frankly, well, it drives the show. Jeez, you guys are giving me a headache. That's it, I gotta take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Johnny Damon joins us. I got to tell you, uh, I loved watching Johnny Damon play. I'm not going to lie. Johnny Damon was cool, like really cool. Like when Johnny Damon got up, even his name is cool. Everybody just kind of looked. You know, I'm, you're kind of the Mark Wahlberg of like baseball, in my opinion. Well, that's a, a great compliment because every movie Mark Wahlberg does is absolutely amazing. And I tried to go out there and uh, – I always try to bring my A game every single game, always hustle. I mean, that's the one thing you can control out there. And because of my friendship with the fans and stopping and signing autographs, I have fans to this day that are very excited to see me, whether I'm um, hanging out here in Orlando, Florida, or uh, vacationing out in Vegas or up in the New York, Boston area. So it's a, it's a great feeling to leave a uh, 
um, you, you know, leave a lot of fans with joy that I've brought them over the years. Johnny, I got to ask you, man, you, you are a legend in Boston, two home runs, uh, grand slam, oh, the whole deal. I mean, and yet you go to the Yankees. Now I got to ask, <laughs> how, how, how does that happen? How does, how weird is it? Like my son played basketball <clears throat> at, at Michigan and he played a fifth year at Ohio State. You know, bitter rival. He's the only guy ever to do that. And he's like, man, I walked in that locker room. I thought I was going to get my ass beat, being from Michigan. Like, how was it to do that? Well, it was very hard. I mean, I never wanted to leave Boston. I was a fan favorite. And unfortunately, the business side of it um, comes out there. You know, they have a young um, center fielder coming up named Jacoby Ellsbury. And, uh, you know, center fielders are the ones who normally tend to move. Um, so... New York needed a leadoff hitter and a center fielder, and I respected those guys throughout the years, how they played the game, how they've been champions. And, you know, I was the third Red Sox that went over to the Yankees, you know, behind Mark Bellhorn and Mike Myers, and then we added a couple more. But I, I know I was a, a big signing for the Yankees, and um, like I said, it was hard. And But at the end of the day, I believe both teams ended up benefiting and also ooh, I got to spend six more weeks at home for spring training for the next four years so that that was really good uh, just drove back and forth to Tampa from Orlando and it worked out and I'm glad that we spent a lot of money in 2009 because that move to uh, New York would not have been uh, um, great for me unless there was a championship because I know in 2006, the Yankees came in first place in the American League East and the Red Sox finished in fourth and that was kind of like me showing them, hey, I was that important to you. And then the following year, they spent a lot of money. They won the World Series, and I'm going, oh, man, this is this is not good. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. And I'm glad I, I, I'm glad you admitted something because nobody ever wants to admit that when you leave a team and you go somewhere else, it's not like you're exactly rooting for that team. I coached a long time, and when I left – Bowling Green, I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily want to see them get in the NCAA term. I'm not saying I, now I don't give a rat's, but immediately right. after, you're like, yeah, screw you guys. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, I felt the same way. And, uh, uh, but now it really doesn't matter to me. I want to see great baseball. And it seems like there's right. a very exciting uh, season going on with uh, just great players from Otani to Acuna to. You know, it, you name it. I mean, there's so much good baseball going on, so much great talent. And uh, the Major League draft was last night, and Dylan Cruz is from the uh, Central Florida area. So I, was, I wasn't thrilled that my Florida Gators lost, but, you know, I, I am a big fan of LSU as well. And, uh, you know, he went there, won the national championship, won the Golden Spikes, and uh, we knew his father from the uh, um, Amway Arena days. So that's... Uh, very cool to see. Well, let's talk about baseball. You know, I, I had a couple guys I was talking to, Danny Plezak and a couple others, and they're like, you know, this is the first time that time clock has impacted. You were a stolen base guy. You know, you, you could get a pretty damn good jump knowing that the pitch clock is running down, right? That's influencing the game, is it not? Oh, it sure is, and... Now that they cannot do the third to first pickoff move, 
I mean, that would have probably added another 150 stolen bases for me because uh, you never wanted to get caught with that step to third and the step back and throw the first. So uh, um, I'm glad stolen bases are up. They are a very important part of the game, especially when you're going up against aces, the ones and twos, especially in the postseason. You need to learn how to win those close games. And fortunately for me, I was able to uh, – um, win with my legs and also win with my bat. So, uh, um, but I'm glad these guys are stealing some bases. I'm glad there's a uh, time clock, but for the most part, most of us really want a quick game. And, uh, you know, the Savannah Bananas are doing a great job. They have the two-hour uh, game limit. If they're in the third inning, the game's over. If they're in the ninth inning, um, you know, it's uh, it's been an exciting a um, couple months for me going and hanging out and playing some fun baseball. And I know I'm not good anymore, but it's good to get up there and uh, see the fans enjoying that, that kind of baseball. Yeah. You know, Johnny, you are unabashed, man. You've tweeted out about Donald Trump. It's amazing to me the backlash. Now that I started with OutKick, I left ESPN a couple years ago doing college basketball. Now at OutKick, Political people are nasty, man. I know Yankees, Red Sox are nasty. I was 17 years, no uh, Indiana against Purdue in basketball. That was nasty. But political folks, man, they're crazy. Yeah, I mean, I should be able to say happy birthday to my friend. You know, I've known him for 18 years. And, uh, you know, he was a great president for us. And I'm hoping he gets back in because his policies are uh, are right on. And if his policies weren't right on, um, I want to vote for him. But, you know, what I like safety i like um, school choices i like uh the fact that we're not caught um uh, like messing up again whether it's the uh baby formula incident or whether it's afghanistan or whether it's a chinese uh, balloon i mean it's non-stop it's continuous and we for some reason are okay for putting people in the office who aren't qualified i mean it um skin color I get it, okay, um, if you want to play favors, but let's put someone qualified. I mean, there's so many qualified people out there, and I wasn't expected to get a um, a pat on the back if somebody was better than me in advance. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, um, I know Pete Buttigieg did Biden a, a favor by uh, dropping out of the presidential race. Well, guess what? He's transportation secretary. I think um, people like him, but unfortunately, he's, I don't think he's qualified for the job. As you can see what's going on, we made all these flight pilots and flight attendants get um, the vaccine shot. So a lot of people took early retirement. I mean, on and on and on. So um, we have a big problem here. And we lost him. All right. Uh, we'll try to get Johnny back. We lost him, but I Oh. We got him. Johnny, you there? Bros. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, now I can hear you. You got us? Okay. All right, we're going to have to figure this out. But I love oh, what he's yeah. saying, right? I mean, look, Buddha Judge is everybody's guy. He was a bad mayor here in the great state of Indiana. But you know what? He's gay. He's married. He's he military. He's well-spoken. He drops yeah. out. They give him a job. And I don't think that's been the best thing for our country. Look. I'm not going to say everything's his fault, but you are responsible. Like, why do we hold? I've always wondered about this. Why do we hold coaches like Fitzgerald right now is going through all this? And he should. 
But why do we hold coaches to a higher standard about you should know, you should this, you got to have an entire control over everything, but we don't do the same damn thing with our government officials. Explain that to me, Spanky. I'll hang up and listen. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I, asking a simple, why do we not do that, Johnny? I really do not know. And I felt like I had an opportunity to play baseball because I stayed out of trouble. I got good grades. If I didn't get good grades, my parents would not allow me to play. And if I didn't get good grades and didn't commit myself, I would never have gotten a scholarship to the University of Florida, which, you know, I turned down because I got drafted very high and took that opportunity. But um, equal opportunities should not happen if someone's not committed to doing the work and somebody else is. I mean, you can go through every sport. So I'm the last Supreme Court ruling, I'm kind of lost with what people are complaining about. You know, I really think qualified people should get positions. And I understand the world we're living in. And there's so many qualified minorities out there, but I feel like there's so many more qualified than what we are putting into our our government. I mean, I there's so much more qualified people and we are not looking at them and we're just saying, oh, because you have a degree from this place and you fit, you check all the right boxes, just make sure you check the qualified box and I'll be cool with it. If Camilla Harris is the most qualified person in the country to be a vice president, I have a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand that. I mean, she... Um, close to last place when she was running. And I mean, I just want to see people do their jobs. I mean, if she's going to have that role, go down to the border and try to give solutions. But unfortunately, the people who know the solutions are the people who are working down there. So we should ask them what we should do. And with, with everything, we have media saying what's right and wrong with transgender surgeries and you know, if someone wants to get it, that's fine. Just let everybody know um, what could happen. There's a lot of pills you're going to have to take for the rest of your life. There's this and that. And we have politicians talking about it. And why don't we have the people who have gotten the surgeries, who have given the surgeries, why don't we listen to them about what's good and what's bad about it? And, and yeah, we're listening to too much media, too much politicians and uh, we need to listen to the people who are on the ground um, trying to do the best for the people. You know, last thing, and I'll let you go. Transgender, great, wonderful, do your thing, but keep this crap away from our kids. And I'm not talking about transgender. Yeah, I am. I mean, we don't need to have kids making these decisions. And I think that parents that are taking their kids at a young age and basically mutilating them. I think it was Elon Musk said they should go to prison for life, and I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah, well, I think what we failed to do was teach people. Um, teach people. Um, I know the abortion ruling was a big thing last year. Well, teach people how not to get an abortion, whether it's abstinence, putting the condom on, taking the pill, something. I mean, abortions aren't something to brag about, and I get it. It needs to happen at times and 
but just teach people. We're not teaching people. We're just uh, telling people what's right and what's wrong. And all the people protesting about the abortion stuff is, uh, you know, they weren't aborted. And so they have a voice. So uh, you got to think about these, uh, um, you know, I have eight kids. I love them all and could, could not imagine um, life without them. And, uh, you know, so we have a great family and, you know, I just, I, I'm not totally against it, but I'm saying let's educate people on everything that's out there and, you know, let's get our country smart again. I mean, that's, um, we are living in a box and uh, um, it does need to change. And hopefully the 2024 election does that. Hey, uh, Johnny, last, last thing before I let you yeah, go, you mentioned good. your friendship with Donald Trump. Um, You've met him. You've hung with him. Uh, what, what, what's, what's he like? What's your sense? The best. He is the best to be around. Funny. Um, he's always three steps ahead of everybody. You know, when he was running our country, he he knew what to do. I mean, there were weren't these possible wars getting ready to break out. The Ukraine thing I really believe never would have happened. You know, Donald Trump has a, uh, a special gift to uh, uh, communicate with people and make sure the deal gets done and everybody's happy at the end of the day. And that's why he's a successful uh, businessman. His family is very successful. And, uh, and you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, um, media hatred towards him. That continues, and you know he uh, he's strong. He can bounce back, and it's you know us baseball players, we were very tough skin as well. I mean, you should hear all the stuff we got yelled at over the years. And guess what? We uh, picked ourselves up, uh, we bounced back, and we kept on fighting for uh, what we wanted, and that was a championship. And hopefully, Donald Trump can deliver another championship for our great country. Man, I hope he, I hope so, because I got to tell you, I'm watching that clown even try to speak or walk upstairs or walk across a stage. I, and I just think, like, how the hell are we in this situation as a country when that's the best we got right there? That and Kamala Harris. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm I'm still shocked. But, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with it and uh, hopefully we won't have to deal with it too much longer. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for coming on, Johnny. Great stuff. Take care now. Appreciate you. Yeah, Johnny Damon, nice enough to join us. Like the Red Sox to the Yankees, I think it's pretty cool. Again, who am I to say? My son went from Ohio State, or excuse me, from Michigan to Ohio State. I mean, what the hell? I mean, that ain't easy, guys. That ain't easy walking into all of a sudden you're Johnny freaking Damon and you're banging out home runs and you're breaking a freaking, you know what? Cursing a Bambino streak, and next thing you know, you're going across, I don't know, 100 miles away, and you're in New York, and you're with the Yankees. You're not with the freaking Mets or anything with your damn Yankees. I love it, man. Uh, should Sean Black stand by the flagpole in the background so we can see if he's really here? Absolutely. Uh, if you don't know, we are at GCI, Golf Club of Indiana. Guys are out there having some swings. I got some guys in their shirts. The lovely Lee Ross is here, my buddy BBB, we call him Big Balls Billy, the all-time leading home run leader at the time of Indiana University is here, Max Biafelt, former IU player is going to be here, 
The great Teddy Karras is going to be here, head coach at Marriott. I don't deal – I don't have – excuse me, I, my ear is killing me. I don't bill it as a celebrity event because I don't want it. I don't want to hang out. I want real people playing golf, raising money for kids. If you'd like to donate, go to dandockets.com. And I got to tell you, I just donated for a prize pack. Mike Vrabel gave me four tickets to the Colts at the Titans, then – Four field passes for the Colts at the Titans on the field pregame. I've never been on a field of an NFL game, so I bid on it myself. I'm like, screw this. So if you want to bid on stuff, go to dandockets.com. Just scroll. You'll see the golf outing. You'll see how to donate. I've got all kind of things. Colts fans, I got, I don't know why you wouldn't bid on this. You got two tickets to a home game with an experience with Joe Wright at, in the pregame show and the halftime show and all that kind of stuff. Four gold passes. I've been on this with my boy KC, Kevin Custer. Four gold gold box seats and hang out with Benetti to a White Sox game. I don't want anybody to bid on that because I want to get those for myself. Serious business. I do. So don't go bid on them. Let me just, let's see, where's Sean Black? I'm looking. I don't see him. I don't see him over my shoulder. The hell is he? Where is he? Oh, there he is. Gray shirt back there. Yeah, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Let me see if I can get my fat ass out of the way. Hold on. There he is. Gray shirt talking to the guy in the white hat. That's what we do on this show. See, we're very personal. Right. <laughs> hey, Sean, do some jumping jacks. Why doesn't he have our show on in his ear? Hold on. Hang on. Ah, it's locked. Hang on. Other way. Ah, never mind. Screw it. I can't do it. You think Scott Van Pelt would do that? Oh, hell no. All right. Let's recap the top story of the day, which is Bob Huggins. My boy Huggy Bear wants to go back to West Virginia. He's saying, I didn't retire. I didn't resign. My wife sent a text message. West Virginia is basically saying, Huggy, we love you. Huggy, you're done. That's it. You're done. That's it. And I told you way back um, that this was happening. I didn't tell you this exact thing was happening, but I told you no adult male would take this job of, look, here's the deal. No adult male of any substance as a football or basketball coach would take the job. Why? Because as I told you, I heard this from every guy that I knew. His family, Huggins' family, is in the background, in the background, trying desperately to get him back in the chair. The university will not accept Mr. Huggins' revocation of his resignation, nor will it reinstate him as head, bas- as head coach of men's basketball. That's like the easiest thing to do. That's the easiest thing. The university has said they're confused by the backtrap from Huggins because no matter whose device the message was sent from, Huggins clearly communicated his resignation, and the athletic director went on to say, we accept your resignation and we wish you the best in retirement. We appreciate your many years of dedication to WVU. Huggins, of course, says there's no resignation letter and wants his job back, and you know, you know, 
he is going to try to sue. The question now becomes whether or not West Virginia will reinstate him or it will go to court. That's not the question. That's from a CBS article. CBS News, that's not the question. They are not reinstating him. There's no chance they reinstate him. Zero, zip, nada. What they're going to do is say, you want to go to court? Let's go to court. That's what they're going to say. They're getting their lawyers. Ice Miller here in Indianapolis was their law firm when I dealt with West Virginia. I'm sure they will get Ice Miller or some big, big, big law firm and say, Huggy, let's go. If that's what Huggins wants to do. Now, if I'm Huggins, here's what I do. I'm making a ton of cash. I should have a ton of cash. I am going to 60-day rehab. I am going to go on an apology tour, and I want to get back into coaching. Somebody will hire him. Look, you are not going to be able to get hired as Bob Huggins anywhere unless you do a rehab stint. He needs to come out of the rehab stint looking like a human being, not a big, fat, walrus, angry, old coach. He needs to look like this. He needs to look slim and healthy and vibrant and a sexual animal. That's what he needs to look like. Not saying I am, just saying that's what I look like. I'm just saying. In uh, Pat Fitzgerald's case, he needs to just shut up. Yeah, there's nothing he can say right now. He can say, I didn't know. People are going to say, you should have known at Northwestern. He can say, we didn't do it. There's already an independent group hired by Northwestern to say you did. You can say you apologize. That's admitting guilt. There's nothing Pat Fitzgerald can say right now. Now, if he's able to keep his job, if they do some other type punishment, whatever that is, then he can come back and say, I'm going to do better. But here's an interesting thing. I've never heard this before. And I wanted to wait until I confirmed it, and I did. It's in different articles, but I confirmed it with a different guy, a guy that knows Northwestern. They, one of the stipulations, now I want you to think about this. In your own athletic days, whatever they were, high school, grade school, college, maybe some of you were pros. Just think about this. So they were going to hire Northwestern is going to hire a independent person or group to monitor the locker room at Northwestern. Now, I got to tell you, think of all the money that Northwestern is paying football coaches. I'm not just talking about Fitzpatrick or Fitzgerald, whatever the hell his name is. I'm not talking about him. I Well, he's a part of it. How about the coordinators making millions? How about the D-line coach? How about all the different guys that you see on a sideline? And then check out all the experience that all these guys have. One thing you can count on in football, if you look at football coaches' resumes, is it's long. Started here, went to here, became this, went here, here, boom, 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 boom. Okay, now I'm here. And I don't care where here is. It's just the way it is. So look at all that experience. And Northwestern, for all the money they're paying their coaches, for all the money they're paying support staff, for all the experience that these guys have, including a head coach that got hired in 2006, they don't trust them to monitor one locker room. I would fire them because of that. I would fire him because of a lack of trust. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. That's what I would do. Look, I don't trust you to run our program. You're a great guy. We don't owe you anything. 
You stayed, we paid. But we don't trust you. It's like a player. Why doesn't my son play? Your son doesn't play because I, as the head coach, don't trust him to play. So if you're going to do this, if you're going to put an independent person in the locker room to monitor the goings-on, you don't trust your staff. And here's the other problem. If you get rid of Fitzgerald and you decide it's a good idea to keep that independent person in the locker room, I'm not sure too many big-time coaches will go for it. Some interim guy will. You can hire the guy from Grand Valley State. You can do whatever you'd like. But I'm talking about do you want, what do you want, who do you want? I'm not going there if they say, look, one of the problems with Iowa basketball, Iowa basketball, you couldn't hire your own staff totally. You had to keep some guy named Jerry something, uh, Jerry Strom on your staff. Hell, I need some guy that's a holdover from like eight staffs, all of whom got fired. I don't want that. I'm telling you, that's a big deal. I don't trust you. I can't hire you. I don't trust you. I won't play you. I don't trust you. I can't marry you. I don't trust you. I'm done with you. Simple. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the biggest problem at Northwestern right now. You've already said publicly this happened. Do you trust? And the answer is absolutely not. And that ain't Northwestern's fault. That's not Northwestern's fault. That's the players and the coaches of Northwestern football. All right, we're going to be right back. I got a ton to get to. I thank all of you for being here. We, ladies and gentlemen, are rolling on a Monday. Doesn't this look patriotic? We are, well, let's call it Augusta North, Golf Club of Indiana. You want a great golf experience? It's right here. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Director of Golf, Jeff Rubenstein, who does an unbelievable job here at GCI. It is the 13th annual Dan Dawkins Memorial, or Tom Dawkins Memorial Golf Outing. 
Sponsored by our friends at Horseshoe Indianapolis. I was over there for the Indiana Derby on Saturday, and it was awesome. Presented by Jemco, which is actually my brother's construction company. And we got a ton of great sponsors, and we're raising a lot of money. And the money goes to kids getting bikes. It's called Dockage Cycles for the City. Dockage Cycles for the City was started by my wife and I seeing three kids walking down the street. Two of them were on bikes. One of them was walking. So forgive me for not describing it right. Long story short, conversation between my wife and I ensued about the freedom of bicycles. Next thing you know, we started on my radio show here in Indy, finding kids to give bikes to. It blossomed, and we did not let COVID deter us. We partnered with a group called the Indiana Sports Corporation. That corporation is the group that brings the Super Bowl to Indy, the Final Fours, regionals, all kind of stuff, and it has taken off. I think we are going to be in a position, ladies and gentlemen, to, I think, give away over a thousand bikes by the time we are done here. And I am very proud of it. Speaking of proud, you know, Greg Popovich is from the same town as me. We're both from Maryville, Indiana. I'm not even, I'm not one of those guys that acts like Maryville, Indiana is this really tough place. It's a great place, fantastic place to grow up. It is literally, my address was a Gary address. Maryville wanted our little side of the town, the northern part of uh, the southern part of Gary, northern part of Maryville, and our address changed, and I grew up in Maryville. And Maryville is where Popovich grew up, and he has always been a guy, Greg Popovich, that has been outspoken about our country. He's a guy that everybody points to. Hey, look, here's a guy that, ladies and gentlemen, oh, I don't know. Uh, he... I don't know, decided a long time ago, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go be an NBA coach. He has become a Hall of Fame coach. He's a legend, blah, 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 blah. But he hadn't been very good, if you want to know the truth, without Ginobili, without Duncan, and without Robinson. In fact, he's under 500 since those guys left about five years ago. So long story short, Popovich, though, decides, well, you know what, at 74, I'm going to rip our country, call old white men racist, and he's tired of them, even though this is a 74-year-old old white guy. But hey, that's okay, because it plays with players. It plays with his base. People always say, uh, you got to play to your base. Well, his base is NBA players, and they love hearing old white guy. They love old white guy hate until when? Well, until it comes to payday when old white guy signs their checks. But Popovich has always taken advantage of capitalism. He gets the richest contract ever for an NBA coach. It's $80 million. Yeah, man, he served five years. He recruited a kid named uh, Bob Djokovich to Air Force from Maryville or Gary. All right, great. Good for Popovich. But he went on, and I'll go through it here, a pregame press conference going on a 10-minute rant about gun control. Of course, not talking about the mental health of the people behind the guns. He said, celebrating Columbus Day is akin to celebrating Hitler. Good for him. He refers to the United States as a racist country, and despite being 74 years old, white guy, he hates 70-year-old white men. Good for Pop. Next wine dinner on you. Uh, Popovich is living the good life. Popovich is living the life that says $1,500 bottles of wine, $5,000 dinners. Good for him. You never hear a positive word out of Popovich relative to our country because he knows everything. Because his five years, and everybody says how patriotic a gold medal winning coach. Look, guys, no offense, but I could win a gold medal with these NBA players nine out of ten times. 
I just couldn't. Look at Lee Ross bringing donuts and looking spectacular today. Hello. Say hello, Lee. Hello. Wow, that's Get in a great here. view. Is this a great view? Look, come on in here. Look at here. That's a great view. Yeah. Yeah. Patriotic. Give me a kiss. We need <laughs> Nobody wants to see old people kiss. Oh, sorry, guys. But that's all right. You just turned me on, woman. Yeah, that's gross. Anyway, so good for Popovich. He has to be a left-wing crazy person, and he literally takes advantage of capitalism, and we're proud of him from Maryville. Actually, if you ask most people in Maryville that knew him, they're like, yeah, good guy. Never comes back because, well, you know, you know how it is. It's not, uh, I don't know the right word. It's not in his, uh, I don't know, in, in his base to come back to Maryville. I went to Maryville every year, 24 years, ran a basketball camp there. I don't think Popovich has ever ran a basketball camp in his town, so I don't really respect him. Hey, look, rip on us all you want. Rip on everybody. Rip on the United States all you like. It's your thing. We get it. But I don't have to respect you. I don't. I don't have to respect you at all. All right, a couple of things that I got to get to, and I don't want to screw this up. I, this is just weird. All right. This is just very weird. I don't know what live is. I know what live golf is, but I don't know what it is. I'm not sitting there going, hey, look, I understand all these teams, but Brooks Kepka does. And apparently there's a golfer named Matt Wolf. And I got to tell you, he ain't happy. He's going after his own teammate. And you know what? That's what a leader's supposed to do. We shouldn't do it public, man. Shut up. Shut up. You know what I mean? Uh, Tour Golf Pro, I like Brooks Kepka a lot. He's one of my favorite players. He's never been afraid to voice opinion. But statements like this about Matt Wolf isn't right. If he has an issue with him, go to him in private. I guarantee you he has. He basically said, I've basically given up on him. Lots of talent, but I mean, it's talent waste. Go to him in private. There's no need to voice your opinion to the media. Really? I would bet you Brooks Kepka has gone to him many times. I would bet you Brooks Kepka has tried really hard before going to the media. I don't care. You shouldn't do it if the hell you shouldn't. I'd suspend the guy and I'd be like, yeah, he was an idiot. Now, what do you want me to do? He wouldn't go to class, so I'm suspending. What's the problem? I wanted to embarrass a guy. Because sometimes in embarrassing a guy, guess what? The guy wakes up. You know, coaching and being a leader and being a captain isn't all sunshine and balloons. Screw that. Sometimes you got to whoop some ass. Sometimes you got to get after people. Sometimes you got to call it like it is and you got to straighten people out, even if it's public and even if it hurts. Who cares? Who really cares? Good for Kepka. Good for Kepka. And anybody whining about it just exposes themselves as having absolutely zero understanding about what a leader is. People act like everything's in a bubble. Oh my God, I can't believe he said something. Hey, I got something for you that I think most people are going to celebrate. I saw this this morning, and I don't, I don't know that it's on our rundown. But I don't know if you saw this. Larry Nasser was stabbed multiple times in prison. You remember Larry Nasser? I'll give the Indianapolis Star credit. When the Indianapolis Star was a reputable paper, and they had Maria Kwiatkowski, Tim Evans, and Mark Alicia, they broke this story. They broke this story about U.S. gymnastics and Larry Nassar. Why did they break the story? Because the Michigan State media is so in pocket with Michigan State that no athletes would go to the Michigan State media. It's the same thing that happened in Indiana with Bob Knight. None of us athletes were even thought about going to Bob Hamill. Bob Hamill was a local writer. He was totally in pocket for Bob Knight. So these folks 
came to Maria Kwiatkowski, Tim Evans, and Mark Alicia back when the Indy Star was actually having reporters. And these folks broke a story, and Larry Nasser was at the center of it. Larry Nasser was convicted of, of uh, sexually abusing gymnastics for years. Well, apparently, he got in a hassle. The attack happened at the United States Penitentiary Coleman in Florida. He's in stable condition. One of the people said Nasser had been stabbed in the back and in the chest. Nobody's supposed to talk about it, but the word on the street, he was sentenced, Nasser was, in 2017 to 60 years in prison on child pornography. He was sentenced to additional 40 to 175 years in prison for all the crap that he did. Well, I got to tell you. So Nasser now is in the hospital. Approximately 235, an inmate was assaulted at the U.S. Penitentiary, Coleman, Somerville. Responding staff immediately initiated life-saving measures. Staff requested EMS. Life-saving efforts continued. The inmate was transferred by EMS to a local hospital for further treatment. So Nasser got his ass whooped in prison, and everybody will tell you that Nasser and all of these guys that are predators are in the levels... Everything has levels, right? This isn't Kramer, but everything has levels in prison. Everything has an order. Everything has a structure. Everything has, and the worst of the worst are pedophiles. And I got to believe Nasser, being very famous, being a pedophile, he has caught the brunt of many, many things from many, many prisoners, both orally, anally, and apparently now with a stab. And you know what? It's hard to feel sorry. No, seriously, it's hard to feel sorry. I want to feel sorry for the guy. You want to feel sorry for anybody and say, man, you shouldn't have to go through that. You're doing your time. But you know what? That's the way the world works. Don't care. No, just don't. But anyway, so that's the story on Nasser. And we'll keep you updated. I would assume, based on the sound of what I just read, that he probably will live, at least it sounds like. But who knows? I don't know. So that story may get drugged up again. All right, I'm going stock up, stock down. Bump it a 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 bump Stock up, ladies and gentlemen. You ready? Exciting NBA summer league games. Now I got to tell you, I'm friends with some of the people at ESPN, and they always text me, "What do you think of our broadcast?" And I got to say, horrible, awful. Doris Burke, really? That's what we're listening to? Not awful. I want to be entertained in the summer league. I want to be entertained, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to hear, well, you know, everybody's great, and uh, yeah, it's really good. No, I don't want to hear it. I want to be entertained me, and let's go. Let's do it. Tunnel to Towers. We've talked about it tomorrow, 8 o'clock, or tonight, I'm sorry, 8 o'clock, Right here on OutKick, Tommy Lauren is going to isolate and encourage and celebrate these folks that give and paid over 30 mortgages to our military and their families. Paid off their mortgages. That's what should happen. Yeah, I want to hear about all this other crap, reparations. Oh, no, 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 no. You want to pay reparations? Pay it to the military. You want to help somebody? Help our military. You know, it was amazing. Remember when we were trying to find out who slaves are? Everybody's a slave. Oh, they were slave owners. Everybody was a slave owner until what? Until we all found out that Biden and Kamala Harris come from families of slave owners. Then all of a sudden, that crap stopped, didn't it? Isn't it funny how that happens? It really is. So I got to tell you, man, paying off the mortgage 
of our military. Good for you. Good for Tommy. Tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern time is when it's going to be. David Ross is just out of his mind. David Ross was caught on a hot mic saying, I can't believe you're that effing bad. Now, he was caught on mic, and the reason that's interesting is because Kyle Hendricks had only thrown five pitches. He didn't like how the umpire, Alex McKay, was calling balls and strikes. I got a technical foul 14 seconds into my first game at St. Bonaventure by a crooked official. Yeah. So guess what? Grandpa Rossi goes out there, and he gets yelling, and he gets streaming. He tossed Rossi, who jumped from the dugout, to confront said McKay. Rossi got booted it last week, remember? Rossi got booted last week and went public. How bad they are. Look, Rossi's not a great manager. You've got to be better. You got one blankety-blank, starts with a G, ends with an M, got blank-blank game before you get a break, and you're that effing bad already. See, here's what. Sometimes you come into a game with the, you know, the red booty. Uh, it appeared that he called McKay a piece of S on his way back to the dugout. Good. Good. Good for him. Look, I'm all in on it. There's nothing better than the Cubs being crappy and at least the manager showing some fire. See Lee Elia. 85% of the world's waking. The other 15 come out here. That was my intro to my show forever. Stock down. Stock down. Let's talk about Janet Yellen, shall we? Uh, may we? Can we? Should we? I've had enough of Janet Yellen. You don't know who Janet Yellen is? She's an economist. She was a secretary of the Treasury. I've had enough of her. I just have. I'm not sure why I've had enough of her. She says China and her trip there has been successful in forging relationships. Really? Okay. You know, are we all tired of this? Aren't we all tired of having to listen to these people? I'm tired of them. She gave an interview from Beijing. She was there for 10 hours of meetings with all the guys. She held a news conference, said the talks were direct, substantive, and productive. Good. Good for you, Janet Yellen. I'm all in on you, baby. You do you. But I honestly, I honestly don't give a rat's about any of these people anymore. I'm tired of them. Did I miss something that Janet Yellen did? I don't have my earpiece in. If I did, text me. I apologize, but she gives me a headache. We're here in China. I'm tired of Joe Biden sniffing little kids. Stock down. Joe Biden, it's time to stop sniffing children. I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't think it's, I don't know. Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to say, yo, President, we understand that your ideology is, hey, look, uh, here's the deal. Your ideology is crap. Your ideology about, you know, sex and all, it's just, stop. It's going away. We're not going to have it anymore. Uh, it's on its way out. But stop sniffing little kids. It, can you imagine, as a friend of mine's wife said, Dan, the stuff you got to talk about on a daily basis is disturbing. It is. When you got to talk about the president of the United Effing States, Sniffing children. Just stop. You're not cute. You're not grandfatherly. 
You've seen, we've seen you try to feel up Eva Longoria. We've seen you try to do all this gross stuff. Just stop it. Please. For the love of all things holy. And stock down, bouncing Bobby Huggins, the cousin of George Costanza. That's right. If you don't think Huggins is Costanza, I didn't quit. You thought I was serious? You thought I was serious. You, no, uh-uh. Guys are out there grinding. See how many cheaters we got. The golf outing is coming up. And, hey, look, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But Huggins, stock down. Huggins, my back side. I've had enough of Huggins. I have. I've had enough. Hey, uh, woke me and dope me because I'm going to get out of here about five till. I got to go give a speech out there. So, wokey dopey me, will you please? Let's see what we got. Stock down, Bob. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Last thing before I get this, keep that woke dope up there. The Rolling Stone is just completely out of its mind. But I got to tell you, anybody ever, anywhere that tells you that Bob Huggins is going to be reinstated is full of crap. It will not happen. It cannot happen. It won't happen. Don't at me about it because it just simply is not going to happen. Rolling Stone, thanks to a major marketing mistake, the award-winning French movie Cuties, was accused of sexualizing young women. It's actually a sensitive portrayal of growing pains that deserves to be seen. Sound of Freedom, the quan-tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy addled boomer. Well, no it's not. And it's ridiculous. Why? Okay, I'm a boomer. Which means I got experience. I got smarts. I'm not an idiot. I'm not somebody that, you know, I, 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 I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not somebody that's just sitting here going, hey, let me just be okay with crazy ass far left people being upset about a movie that destroys sex trafficking. I just learned here in Indiana, little kid, 14 years old, got sold to a Marine in a sex trafficking deal. Indiana's apparently big in sex trafficking. Rolling Stone, my ass. Rolling Stone, go to hell. Rolling Stone, how about you say, you know what, about time we brought this out and away we go. Instead of all this crap. All right, what's next? That's yeah, garbage. Makes me mad. Really does. Yeah, it blanks me off. It does. Hey, don't forget, Riley Gaines is starting a podcast here on Outkick, and the first episode is this Wednesday. It is. This Wednesday, Riley Gaines is starting a podcast our network continues to explode. Charlie's going to be starting the show here pretty soon. And guess what? This whole thing, we're going to bypass ESPN. I just got to get better. Look, I got to get better. Oh, why white supremacists are not always white. See, they're running out of things with white people. We saw it the other day, right? We saw that idiot Jamel Hill. Now Asians are white supremacists. Black and brown men are committing white supremacist crimes, and that should not surprise anybody. Christopher Rose, Harvard, uh, to lecture of government. Really? All right. The whole world's a white supremacist. What the hell? I don't know. I just saw some kid, African-American kids, shooting up 87-year-olds and 40-year-olds in New York City. I don't know white supremacy to me. You know, the definition of white supremacy, uh, a white supremacist is somebody, I don't know, that has a mom and dad in the house. Somebody that has a job. Somebody goes to church. That's like the new, that's the white supremacist. We're all supposed to be slobs and D-bags and murderers, I guess. Not me, pal. No, you can call me whatever names you want. But I got to tell you, 
great relationship with my ex-wife, unbelievable, love of my life I'm married to, stepkids awesome, kids awesome, because not only did me and Lee raise great kids, Jim, Lee's ex-husband, and Jackie, my ex-wife, we all raised great kids, we all had a hand. So you wanna call white supremacist, white supremacist, good. You do you. If you got a mom and a dad in the house, if you got a damn job, if you go to church, and if you take care of your kids, then you're a white supremacist. Christopher Rhodes, boom. Who else? <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> give me number three. I got excited there. I did. I got all fired. I got all fired up. <laughs> oh my God, Dawkins is drinking. Indy Star is going to kill you. Hey, how come the Indy Star or USA Today and Dan Wolken? How come all those guys don't have golf outings? How come those guys don't raise money for anything? Hmm. I wonder. It's exactly like Twitter, but with way more censorship. Threads, really? Oh, good. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't care. That's like Reggie Wayne. Hey, guys, who's switching over? Hey, Reggie. I don't know. Do the Patriots? Do the Rams? Do the Chiefs? I don't know. Do the Eagles coaches worry about who's switching over on Twitter? Told you, it takes about five somewhat guys longer. Reggie Wayne's used to people giving a rat's ass about what he thinks. He still thinks people do. They don't. Make the team better. You're a coach. You're like the 20th coach on a staff. You were so bad that, guess what? They brought in Jeff Saturday as the former player to coach the team, not you. So shut up and do your job. Same thing here. Well, you know. No. No. All right, I got to go. I got to run a golf tournament. I never stop this show early because I love doing it. It's the highlight of my day. But, guys, Ryan, thank you, my friend. Nick and everybody associated with this show. Dylan, you stud you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get a tournament started. Uh, subscribe, like, and do not forget tonight, Tommy Lawrence, tunnels, uh, Towers to Tunnels. And don't forget, Riley Gaines starts her podcast on Wednesday. Have a great afternoon, everybody. I got to go. 